Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to episode 26 of The Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. It's Mark, Maddie, Gordy, and Michael this afternoon. Uh, what day is it? I've lost track of days at this point. It's Tuesday, right? It <laughs> I think it's Tuesday, right? I think it's Tuesday. All right, it's Tuesday. Though. There's no more toilet paper. There's, we've used the calendar in our house. We have no more dates. There's nothing left. I don't know anymore. Uh, so, uh, we don't really have a lot to talk about anymore because there isn't much going on in the world of hockey. Um... So I guess first, is everybody doing okay? Everybody's all right out there? We're surviving. For now. Surviving. For now. Fantastic. You guys got snow up there the other day, right, Michael? I think you guys were saying it was like the the worst thing. There was no hockey. There was no groceries. And you were getting a ton of snow. Did you guys pull through last week? <laughs> yeah, we're surviving. It's above uh, it's above freezing against everything starting to melt. So it's all just turning to ice, which is just tremendous. So. <laughs> I'm I'm staring out the window my my second floor apartment right now and there's a, a mountain of snow from where the the guy who cleared the parking lot and it's it's above my balcony so that's that's kind of how much snow we have. I'm not gonna lie, Canada sounds horrible. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> it does not sound good at all. I'm sorry. So, all right, so let's hop right in. Speaking of things that were terrible, uh, the Flames caught a little bit of a. Uh, Flack from the fan base, uh, media, pretty much anybody in general who has a fingers that could type on the old Twitter machine or a voice to put it out there. Uh, the Flames weren't going to pay their part-time employees during the uh, shutdown, which I found to be absolutely ridiculous. I asked about the minimum wage in Canada because, again, I try not to get too involved in financial or political issues in Canada because I'm not from there. You know, it's kind of a not my money, not my my taxes type thing. But at the same time, I'm also a human being. You know, you have to think that, you know, these poor people coming in and working part time for the Flames weren't going to get paid. And a lot of part time employees, they're either people who were retired, you know, people on fixed income. Sometimes it's kids in college working or sometimes it's people working their second or third job just to try to make ends meet. And personally, kind of thought it was a crappy decision that the Flames weren't going to pay them. Um, but in the end, Calgary comes to the rescue after there was a GoFundMe page started and you know milan lucic donated the giordano's donated uh the Mon- sean monahan don don't sean monahan dominated i'm just combining names <laughs> and donations at this point but um seems like that once the pressure got put on the flames they actually flipped and said they're paying up to like 95 percent of what these people would have earned due to losing these games and um good good call by the flames but probably could have been done earlier maybe anybody have an opinion on that that's, that's yeah, they probably shouldn't have. Go ahead, Gordy. No, go go for it. Sorry. Oh Somebody no, talk. I was just gonna say they probably didn't need a bunch of people on Twitter to like cyber bully them into paying their employees. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Gordy, you were gonna say something. Go ahead. It was. It's just a little bit of an 
uncomfortable topic to talk about considering you know almost everybody in Canada right now is kind of laid off of their job and not being employed by their employer so I think it was a little bit easy for people to jump on that but yeah no it's for a multi-billion dollar you know organization it's it, it was the right thing to do Michael um at first, I was just kind of like looking at all of it. And it's like, okay, so if, if you're like a small sandwich shop and your people aren't working, like maybe you can justify that because you, you're not making money or something. But like, like Gory said, it's a billion dollar management or uh, ownership group. Seems valued. I think last I saw like half a billion dollars. Like, I think they can afford to pay it short term. Perhaps one of the only wrinkles I thought was maybe just because that whole group owns the Hitman and the Roughnecks, that perhaps they were like kind of. Wayne to see because it's like not just the Flames games, but also like Hitman games, Roughnecks games, whatever else they need to taste. But, you know, I think they did the right thing finally. Just maybe they actually were developing a plan, but potentially I think they're just like, hopefully no one would talk about it. But mm-hmm. I'm glad to see a lot of teams are stepping up overall. Yeah, no, I agree. And like I said, I, it's tough because I don't understand like the the economic situation in Canada, you know? So for me, it was just more like a, I was looking at it from like the Bruins standpoint where the, um, you know, if you're the Bruins, you go to a game and say minimum wage was $15. I guess that's what the minimum wage is in Canada. Um, I think one of our writers, Dustin explained that to me. And I was like, $15 at the Boston guard, the TD garden is a beer, you know? (laughs) So like, if you know, 25 beers on a Friday night could probably cover an hour of part-time employee for a game, you know, type deal. So there are, you know, with what everything, and I know that's not the final cost of everything. I understand that like, you know, any team doesn't make, you sell a beer for $15, you don't make $15 on the beer, clearly. But you get the point. Like there's there's money being made. I mean, you look at what jerseys cost and t-shirts and hot dogs and tickets and parking and everything else. There, there, there's money available to be paid out for people who really do, not that the full-time employees don't count on their money, but you got to think the part-time employees definitely um, are relying on that money more and more, as, especially in these times as you're going paycheck to paycheck for some people. So good on the flames for finally getting there. I did love their statement. Like we don't always get things right. You know, it's like <laughs> kind of like, Oh, shucks. We're not so smart. Which I thought was, don't put that in. Who, who approved that in the press release? <laughs> and I do believe that was the direct quote to them. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to find this on Twitter. Cause I look at it and I laughed and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You really just said, sometimes we don't always get it right. Uh, oh man so, yeah it was just it i just really absolute... can't believe the bruins still haven't ponied up yeah well they, for a long time the jacobs family was more concerned with selling hot dogs and beer than everything else so that's kind of what the bruins do um where is it i think it's been a great week for press releases like there have been some <laughs> very interesting ones like across the leagues and stuff it's uh <laughs> Oh, where is it? Come on, I gotta find this quote. It's absolutely hysterical. Oh, here it is. Think, uh, it, it's been a very challenging week for all of us. We appreciate your support and understanding as further events unfold. We may not get everything right out of the gate, but we can assure you we will continue to work hard to do what is right for all of the Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corporation family. <laughs> <laughs> We are not a smart team. <laughs> like straight up Forrest Gumped it in a press release, which is awesome. What a great, like, maybe they kind of threw that in. They'd be like, nobody cares, but trust me, guys. Well, hockey people care because there's no hockey to talk about. So, I mean, good Lord, we're, we're simulating games and recapping them. I mean, people <laughs> want hockey, right? So it's like, oh, yeah. 
go flames go yay so i think i i think i burst out loud laughing at one point when i was watching the simulated game realizing that i was i was getting a little too into it That, that, that seemed to go over pretty well. I think there were a couple people on Twitter that were like, this is ridiculous. But I think the response actually, you know, you guys came up with a pretty good idea. You know, uh, Michael said he's you know, thinking about him. He's doing a preview for the Islanders uh, simulated game. So I think it's a good way to keep people, you know, into it at least. And, you know, the Flames have a better chance at winning. But I do love the fact that they blew a first period lead. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it, was perfect. it was just apropos. I loved it. So. See, even Xbox or PlayStation knows they just they just can't hold leads. Well, at least they had a lead. You know, they weren't down to nothing going into the first period. So good for them. So um, anybody else got anything else they uh, want to throw on the, the pile of boo flames? You're not smart for taking too long to pay their employees. Or uh, are we good with that topic? Have we have we beat on our favorite hockey team enough? I think uh, I think, I think 15, we're good. I think fifteen Canadian dollars is only worth one one paper dollar. So right, something about that. Is uh, I'm not good with conversion. But we've been over this. I'm bad with I'm bad with American to Canadian math and temperatures, hours, days, um, how old you are. Like I don't know how it works. Like so, you know. So I think we'll just we'll we'll put that one to rest. Um, so we did ask uh, readers to fire us off some questions, and it's a non-hockey time. And of course, we received 357 hockey questions that you know we can't answer because there's no hockey talk to be had about them. But we did have a couple interesting ones. Um, you know, we did have some stuff about, you know, should Theo be a forever a flame type deal or should his number be retired? I think we'll handle a lot of those questions. We can probably do like another like mailbag during the week through the podcast because, you know, we'd like to hear what you guys have to say. You know, I'm sure you love hearing what we like to pontificate on, you know, and spout <laughs> out there constantly. But it's also nice to hear what you guys want to chat about. So one of them was um, a pretty interesting question, actually. And I think, Michael, we did this maybe four years ago. I think we did a summer series just because there was nothing to write about, about uh, who are we? Um, you know, where are we from? How did we become a Flames fan? Why did we become a Flames fan? Um, and, you know, what made us fall in love with the Flames? And I thought that was kind of a cool question we could riff on for a little bit. Because um, I think everybody has a different reasoning. I think, you know, Michael and Gordy can probably expand on this when they talk, but it's probably uh, geographical um, for you guys. But um, so um, if any, who wants to start here? Anybody want to raise their hand and go first? When, <laughs> where, when, and <clears throat> excuse me, I'm choking over here. Got, I got the Corona. It's the <laughs> podcast. It's over. Um, when, where, and why did you fall in love with the Calgary Flames? Gordy, go. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm, I am Calgary born and raised, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think I was only six years old or five when they went on that Oh four cup run and like the city, even at that age, like I could just see how much the city changed. Like it turned into a completely different place. It was so unified. And just the fact that a sport and a team and stuff could do that really, I think really stuck with me as I grew up. I did go through a little bit of a rebellious phase from my you know my dad and mom are both flames fans i went through a little rebellious phase where i did like crosby and the penguins but yeah no i i've definitely come come back around to to calgary and yeah they've they consume my life now <laughs> excellent <laughs> michael go for it um i'm pretty much the same thing i was five or six when they made that huge cup run and then nobody really warned me how much like suffering i was getting into at that point <laughs> and i really would have appreciated that because it's not 
it's been it's been a bit of a struggle the last 15 years or so but um no it's it's just yeah like what are you saying it's a lot of fun to see especially when they make the playoffs to see like everybody wears their hockey jerseys downtown and it's like the big thing in town that everybody watches during the playoffs and yeah i would just say that 04 run kind of got me on it and yeah like you said i've been consumed by them ever since maddie is this out of desperation to just write for another team because the Flyers were so bad when you hopped on board? You know, it's um weirdly kind of geographic for me, too, as in like a roundabout way. Uh, Philly is so weird where we're really attached to anybody who does mm-hmm. sports things and comes from sort of the area. And you may have heard there is a member of the Calgary Flames who is from the Philadelphia area. I don't know if we've discussed this ever in the past. Who is it again? What's his name? <laughs> is that David Riddick? <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, that uh, checks it ja- out. <laughs> it was Jakob Nakladl, wasn't it? I know, I know. It's, it's, it's a very, <laughs> yeah, cher- it. it's a very Cherry Hill name. I can totally hear it. Yeah, <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> no, so continue, Maddie. Go. But uh, no, but no. Um, so I think a lot of um, like more serious hockey fans in Philly. Uh, don't just like the Flyers, but we'll also sort of pay attention to what the Flames are doing just to see how Johnny's doing. Um, And I definitely fell into that group for a while, but it's also sort of weird where in a way you're expected to be kind of ride or die with one team. So if you're too loud about liking a second team, you're going to get some, I'm not going to say the cuss word on here, but uh, (laughs) you'll get some, some blowback on Twitter and stuff. But I grew up a Flyers fan. Yeah. Kind of was low-key into the Flames uh, pretty much since Goudreau started playing there. But really jumped on board, I guess, two seasons ago. Um, right after the Hannafin and Lindholm trade. Because I really liked them when they were in Carolina and just kind of wanted to pay a little extra attention to see how they were doing. And I don't know, that that first year, that team was fun as hell and, and here you are <laughs> and here i am not fun as hell anymore <laughs> not even close just more like hell fantastic well that's cool yeah. see that's a different that's a different angle and a cool way to kind of connect it to you as you had a player from where you cover you know be drafted by the flames so for the record you know that's johnny Gaudreau. i know we've heard damn um, <laughs> his boyhood friend may have been kevin hayes and you know his college roommate and yeah, Johnny Gaudreau is from Philadelphia. Yeah, true. So, <clears throat> fantastic. Awesome. So, well, I feel like the old person in the room here now is, as I backtrack to my, what got me to be a Flames fan, it's kind of like Maddie. I feel weird because I'm, I grew up 35 minutes south of the Boston Garden. Like my grandmother was the huge, huge Bruins fan, you know, used to go to games when, you know, she was younger, like loved the Bruins. And, you know, my dad, he played a little bit, not like any kind of hockey. He played like, you know, some organized hockey, loved playing pond hockey, always had skates, blah, blah. I could never ice skate. It was never my thing because I never played actual hockey. But I loved watching hockey as a kid. And um, we grew up with Sports Channel in Massachusetts, which used to cover the Celtics. They had all their home games. But Sports Channel also used to do all the Hartford Whalers games. And they used to they had the rights for Hockey Night in Canada and the NHL playoffs. So in the States, I used to be able to watch the Bruins on Nesson, all the Whalers games, which was so much fun. And then I also had like all these crazy Canadian team, like influx on sports <laughs> channel. And at that time I was really, we all, all my buddies, we all played street hockey and I was huge into being a goalie. 
And so the flames were always on in 89 because they were, you know, they were good. And I just fell in love with Mike Vernon. And that's how I got into the flames. So I totally bandwagon jumped at the age of 12 on the Stanley Cup run. Not in 04, okay, <laughs> 89. Okay. Old people hockey. And, um, and totally <laughs> fell in love with the team from that point out. And, um, you know, it was tough being a kid following a team in Alberta from Taunton, Massachusetts, because you had highlights on ESPN. I used to get Hockey Digest in the mail. I used to get Hockey News in the mail. I used to get all these hockey magazines, and that's how I would follow it. But, um, yeah, I kind of fell in love with the Flames just because they were on TV a lot. And I was like, Mike Vernon was, you know, he was so much fun to watch play. And then watching Dyke and Al McInnes and Lanny's mustache, like the whole thing kind of, I got roped into it. And I used to I used to record the Stanley Cup games and then watch them the next day, like on VHS. So, like, you know, so that's kind of <laughs> how I lived vicariously through it. And I loved going to school because like all my friends had like their Andy Moog and their Cam Neely or their Ray Bork jerseys. And I would be like in math class, it'd be like Moog, Neely, Bork, Vernon, Burridge, Neely, Bork. You know, like I was in the <laughs> middle of my red Vernon Flames jersey. So that's how it worked for me. And like I just I fell in love with Calgary and it's been a very long, 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 long ride <laughs> being a Flames <laughs> fan from out here. So that's my shtick. That's how I got into it. So um bandwagon jumped in 89 but i've been here for this horribly horribly nightmarish ride the rest of the way through so so uh that was from brian corbill on facebook that's it so brian i hope we answered your question fairly we've got two geographically one semi-geographically and one that makes absolutely no sense why he would root for the calgary flames when he lives 30 minutes from an original six franchise that he's never really rooted for so there you go um and actually, Brian had a good second part of this question. He always wanted to know if this was our main career or if it's just a side hustle slash hobby. Um, I, for one, can say this is definitely not my main career. Um, his other thing, too, is he would like to know what we do. If anybody wants to share what they do, that's fine. I really don't care. It's not a big deal to me. Um, this is definitely a side hustle for me. Um, I think I started with this four years ago, maybe five years ago. Michael might remember. I think you might have been here a year before me, right, Michael? Does that make sense? I did you, think did, so, yeah. yeah, you wrote for Tracy for a year, right? At yeah. least. Yeah. So uh, uh, my friend Tracy used to actually run this website and I had my own blog and she asked me to write at one point. So I came on board and I think I did it for what, like six months, Michael and Tracy's like, oh, by the way, I'm quitting. So you can be in charge now. And I was like, Whoa, I don't know what I'm doing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just write columns and get yelled at. Like, I don't want to be in charge of this thing. So this is definitely a, uh, I guess I would quote unquote side hustle hobby for me. Uh, definitely does not pay my bills. Um, <laughs> my actual real job is I am a news videographer for a Boston television station. Um, so that's what pays the bills daily. But um, yeah, no, um, writing Calgary Flames game previews definitely does not pay my bills. So I guess uh, that would let everybody else know um, side hustle for everybody else. Or, or is everybody else making money that I don't know about on the side? Do I have to call the Everybody's just this real quiet. <laughs> so, so, Gordy, side hustle, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a full-time university student during eight of the 12 months of the year. But I like to say it's a side hustle. But then I think about in the summer when it's 2 a.m. and I'm trying to frantically type up a you know top 25 under 25 article and i you know don't wonder if if everything else might be the side hustle <laughs> that's what i said i feel like i spend more time on the side hustle than real work real work doesn't listen to this so i can say that michael <laughs> um well yeah for me i started in during that 
find a way to change. And in 2014, 15, I was in high school at the time. I really just had some, I can't remember who was running it at that point. Um, I just sent a note. I was like, hey, I'm interested in this. Like, can I just kind of start out and see how it goes? And yeah, they started me on that. And then, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a side hustle, I would say. But um, it's been it's been nice to kind of be here a long time. I remember for a while, which is Mark and I, and those were some of the brutal years where it was like, if one of us wasn't able to do anything, like we struggled to get it all done, but we managed to make it work. Um, yeah, my full time or my regular job right now, I'm, uh, I work for a company that does uh, inner city transportation in the province. We do like we use like Teslas to take people between Calgary and Edmonton. So yeah, that's kind of what I do, and yeah, maybe this is like the way I'm saying it. Sometimes I'm sitting there like, so is this actually my full time job, and I just do other things on the side? So. Fair enough. Yeah, those were lean times when we were writing columns about Kari Ramo. You know, he could be the future. He really <laughs> could. So, the, yeah, those those were the fun years. So, uh, Maddie, <laughs> the readers want to know what does Maddie do? Oh boy. Uh, so my my regular person job, uh, I'm a librarian um, in a public library here where I live in Pennsylvania. Um, I've mentioned it a ton on here but i also cover the flyers over at our our pal site uh broad street hockey um and i think i do probably the most work over there between flyers beat type coverage i'm using like massive air quotes there (laughs) um but uh and like prospect coverage various data tracking things um and yeah also the stuff here so it's like a double side hustle for me it is that's crazy that's a lot of work because you guys actually go to games and cover stuff right you're not like us slackers who just sit back and watch and just form our opinion based on the screen (laughs) yeah i'm at uh all of the flyers home games and then all of the phantoms home games when the flyers are off that's the the ahl affiliate so lots of lots of driving for me but it's great Need to get me some of that SB Nation cash. We need to talk to the higher ups and be like, "Hey, we got to start flying Mark out to Calgary like seven times a year to cover in person game." You know, see if see if we can make that work. I don't I don't think that's going to work. So, um, actually, we got another question we could probably throw in here. It's probably um pretty quick one. It's like, you know, there was a question that's like asked like, you know, who's your favorite flame or whatever. But someone did ask um Taylor on Facebook asked you, know, who's your favorite player outside of the Flames? And I kind of feel like this might be like for somebody like me would be like a player that actually got you into liking hockey, um, but, you know, isn't a Calgary Flame. Does anybody have something like that? Would you rather save that for another podcast so you can really, really think about it and research it? I know my answer, but uh, I'm willing to save it if if that's what we decide. Yeah. Maddie looks like she's struggling. We I'll can save that come if you up want. with. Yeah, why don't we do this? Let's hold off on that question. Let's partner that with your favorite Flame of all time, and then we'll do the... Who's your favorite outside type deal? We can, I think that would make sense. We're just going to shift gears and go take a quick, take a quick right here on the podcast. Um, We are going to take a quick (laughs) break here on the Tinderbox. And when we come back, we're going to talk very briefly about how we're all surviving in these dire times where we can't go anywhere. We'll be right back (laughs) on the Tinderbox. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to episode 26 of the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. It's Mark, Maddie, Gordy, Michael this afternoon. Uh, we covered the Flames pay, no pay, scandal, pay gate, part-time gate, whatever we want to call it. Uh, then we hopped right into how did you become a Flames fan? Why did you become a Flames fan? And is, is Matchsticks and Gasoline what pays your bills? And all of us said... No, 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 and no. So, um, I guess finally, current event-wise, uh, everything's going crazy. I mean, like, I I coach youth and high school sports here in Massachusetts, and 48 hours ago, we were going to start our sports at the end of March. Um, and 48 hours later, we were starting them at the end of May. Or, sorry, the end of April. And everything just seems like everything just keeps getting pushed back. I mean, our, um, our leader said that this could last a couple of weeks. And then yesterday was like, oh, this could go till August. I'm like, what? Like, where did that come from? That's kind of a massive time jump. So with uh, everything, you know, going and, you know, people talking about, you know, is the NHL going to resume? Like there was that weird, I sent you guys that graphic of that weird playoff format, right? It's like mm-hmm. this weird round robin where everybody makes it. And then it's single game <laughs> elimination, three games. But it just it was confusing. I'm bad with math, as we've noticed. So trying to figure that whole thing out was just a mess for me. But um, how's everybody doing? Uh, you know, what's what's your trip to the grocery store been like? Has it been absolutely crazy? Because it's I feel like, you know, when they show video of like L.A. and Chicago and New York, it's like absolute chaos. But when I go to my little local market, there's food and toilet paper and, you know, people are civil. Um, anybody else had a anybody else had a harrowing Walking Dead experience while they've been out there? You know yeah, it's been to... kind of nuts here. Is it really? Yeah. I I had to go to Target this morning and got there like pretty soon after they opened just because I was up already and I figured might as well, but like still cleaned out. They had like six things of toilet paper in the aisle because apparently we're hoarding that. I, just, <laughs> I saw nuts. a great meme the other day on the end because honestly, the best part of these things when they happen are just the stuff that people come up with that just make me laugh. One of them was like, can't wait for a virus to come out that has diarrhea so we can all hoard nasal spray. You know, and it it totally makes sense. Like the overreaction to like the toilet paper thing is killing me because it's like is you, nobody's nobody's getting uh, you know, the number two from the coronavirus. We could settle down on the toilet paper. We're all gonna make it. But um, so uh, yeah. so Maddie's found it. The shelves are bare. Uh, you guys up there in in Alberta, what's it you know in Calgary? What's uh what's it looking like up there? Besides the fact that nobody can go anywhere because they're covered in snow. Well, I go to I go to school and live in Lethbridge, which is about 200 kilometers south of Calgary, and it's about 100,000 people. And things haven't been that bad here, honestly. There's still, you know, you can still find toilet paper and bottled water on the shelves. People are fairly calm so far. So it's actually like it's here. It doesn't seem too bad. But again, that might just be the kind of smaller town mentality. Although you said there's a hundred thousand people there, and that's a smaller town. I live in a town of nine thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> that's a small town. <laughs> Michael, how you doing? We haven't heard from you in a couple of minutes. Are you surviving down there? Or have you been uh, looted and stolen because you have too much water? 
Um, I, I'm fearing that's coming by the end of the week, but we're so far we're, we're managing. Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit crazy. It's actually amazing how uh, quiet it is. Like I think a lot of people are actually finally starting to do some of the like stay at home stuff. But, uh, they yeah. just put. I think it was Sunday night. They put the city in the state of emergency. So mm-hmm. I think that caused a lot a little bit more panic shopping and stuff. But um, I think we've been able to get all of our food and stuff. It seems like every time one of us is trying to go to the store, like the, the toilet paper is fresh, out, the hand like, cleaning products are still fresh out. So we'll see how that goes because like this is everything's points. This isn't going to just be like a week or two anymore. It's going to be like a longer term thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. There's no sports. I, that's my biggest struggle right now. Honestly. You know, I didn't think like the whole no sports thing was going to be that big of a deal for me until I sat down on Saturday to watch TV. It was like, okay, <laughs> what do I watch on TV? I was watching a replay of like a Notre Dame Boston College Big East basketball game, and I was like, I hate college basketball. <laughs> this is like all there is to watch. Like, I was like, this got to be so. And then it was just like. All right, well, you know, because I was like, I, I was kind of feeling like, eh, this weekend. So I was just like sitting on the couch and I was like, oh, wow, I'll just watch another episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives on the Food Network and just get hungry. It was, so, <laughs> like, it was just one of those, like, you find yourself being like, all right, maybe I'll read a book, you know, maybe I'll take the dog for an extra walk, you know, maybe we'll, you know, like, my, I was telling you guys the other day, my wife's a teacher, so the kids are home, so they're like getting put through like homeschooling, like, there is no vacation in this house. They have their like morning broken down by hour, like academics, free time, reading time, outside time, back to academics, lunch. Like it's all set up. So they've got stuff going on. But I'm like, I'm like, wow, now that everybody's home, I mean, I, I work a weird shift, so I normally don't sleep a lot. I'm like, I get eight hours sleep now. This is bizarre. Like, so <laughs> this is working out great for me. It's awesome. You know, I'm getting way more sleep and everything. And my commute is normally nothing anyway, but the roads are just so empty. Like, and it's even like, even like planes, like it it's very quiet like it's you don't hear it's it's kind of bizarre i don't know it's, i joked the other day i'm like i feel like when i'm driving into work i feel like i'm rick when he's like riding his horse into atlanta for that first time on the walking dead and the highway's just wide <laughs> and there's like nothing in front of him and it's so quiet i'm like it's kind of what it feels like so maybe i should go to the store instead of buying chicken i should buy like a crossbow <laughs> you know, some, some, you know, it's, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me, you know, stock up on baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire. I don't know. Prepare for the inevitable end. <laughs> so good to know we're all surviving and we're doing just great. So uh, anybody got anything else they want to add before we uh, wrap up this uh, once again, hard hitting episode of the Tinderbox? You guys can riff a little bit so I can figure out how to end this podcast because we always laugh every time we stop the podcast. It's like a car accident. Just we cruise right along and then we hit a wall because I can never end this. Maybe that's the next one. If you're listening to this podcast. Write me an ending so I could read it every week. We need some sort of ending because I follow it up every time. Um, you guys got anything else you want to add? There's two two tiny pieces of Flames news. Uh, former star goaltender Jonas Hiller retired from professional hockey in Switzerland, which, you know, <laughs> you can have your opinion on him. And then I did, uh, I did see that today. Yes. <laughs> Emilio Pedersen has been named a uh, finalist for the NCHC Ford of the Year. He's a Flames prospect and you know, they keep finding gems in the late rounds it seems excellent well there you go look at gordy providing us some hockey news i love it that's awesome i i did see wow. the Jonas hiller <laughs> i did see the Jonas hiller thing and the first thing i immediately thought was the matte black mask with the gold cage it's the only thing i thought of when i thought of Jonas hiller Co-host besides hat. bad besides bad goaltending yeah, exactly <laughs> just horrible 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 uh maddie michael anything you want to throw in here before we uh, get out of here 
Just just gonna I be out it. here trying to survive. Just keep on keeping on. Yep. Michael, anything before we uh, wrap it up here? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, just watch out. We're, we're, we're putting another sim out tonight, and that's how I get my thrills for the next like, three weeks until <laughs> hockey's hopefully back. So be ready for all my needless energy on a video game that we're broadcasting to the world. So, yeah. All right. Well, Flames fans out there, if you're paying attention, uh, what time are you going to be doing that tonight? We're gonna There's going to be a 7 p.m. Mountain Time start if we stick it to Calgary time. We're we're sticking to whatever the game start would have been like in real life for now, and then we'll see how that goes. Because I don't want to okay. stick to like ten Eastern to <laughs> so through that. Fair enough, and and honestly, because they haven't played and I haven't had to write a preview, I don't even know who they're supposed to play and what time. So, <laughs> with the Islanders today, is that who it would have been? Yeah, it's All the right, Islanders, so. and we we made the executive decision to call up Austin Zarnick, so he's back in the lineup. So that's good <laughs> some love. Excellent. All right. Well, Zarnik gets the call up. He should be psyched. Tweet him. Maybe he'll watch and see how he does. <laughs> right, do, can, can you do me a favor? Just to make it like a real game, can you make Sam Bennett take a really dumb penalty at a crucial moment of the game? Can you please do that for me? Everybody <laughs> takes yeah, that Excellent. And just make sure when the flame shoot from the blue line, it goes nowhere near the net. That's it. Those are the only <laughs> few things I request out of tonight's sim. So Flames and Islanders simulation tonight, if you're on the old Twitter machine, uh, check it out. Uh, Michael and Gordy will be tweeting and simulating a made-up hockey game because that's what it's come to. <laughs> and I think it's fantastic. All right. So we are going to wrap up this episode of The Tinderbox. We thank you all so much for joining us and listening in. If you like this podcast, please Download it or follow us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Until next time, thank you so much, and be healthy. <laughs>